This is Plant-Based Briefing, How My Animal Companion Helped Me Become Vegan by Lauren Olakowski at MainStreetVegan.com. I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and this is the Plant-Based Podcast where I narrate a variety of articles on plant-based and vegan living with permission in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. I'm thrilled to have permission to share content from the Main Street Vegan Academy. It's the premier training and certification program for vegan coaches. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. How My Animal Companion Helped Me Become Vegan by Lauren Olakowski at MainStreetVegan.com When I embarked upon the adventure of adopting a retired racing greyhound, I was prepared for some adjustments. I didn't know the experience would give me the awareness to finally listen to my long-felt calling to be fully vegan. The day I adopted Nyla, I almost couldn't believe that I was allowed to bring home a creature so regal, elegant, with long legs and graceful movements. She was also rigid with fear. For the first few days, she held herself so stiffly that it felt as if I'd brought home a deer. On walks, she could barely be coaxed to move. She was afraid to relieve herself outdoors and waited until she was in her only familiar place, her crate. Although I was bursting with excitement to have her home with me, I felt there was nothing I could do to make her feel safe and secure. With routine, repetition, and gentleness, Nyla became more comfortable. The first time she relieved herself in my backyard instead of her crate was a moment of celebration. Gradually, she relaxed and started sniffing her surroundings during walks. She met my friends and neighbors and accepted treats from their hands. Still, certain things seemed to remind her of an earlier time. With confusion, she investigated particular fences like she needed to go back somewhere. At home, I learned to pet her only when she was standing up, since she was afraid to be touched when laying down. Patience and giving her space was the name of the game. Unexpectedly, one day she opened up. I was kneeling on the floor petting her, and she pressed her face from the top of her head to her nose into my chest and leaned in and let out a relaxed sigh. This greyhound hug meant more to me than anything. She was safe. She was home. Almost five years later, Nyla has fully blossomed. Every morning, she waits in her bed like a princess until I massage her head, ears, and neck. She now expects this kind of touch as a morning ritual, which would have been fear-inducing for her five years ago. Nyla adores long walks and prances with joy to see her favorite people. Her teeth chatter when she is happy, and her eyes look right into your soul. She even cuddles with me on the couch, although she is much more interested in popcorn than the shows I'm watching. Far from a rigid deer, she is more like a goofy clown full of confidence and joy. As I formed a bond with Nyla, my satisfaction with being vegetarian began to fall apart. For years I had wanted to be vegan, but I compromised, eating a vegan diet 80% of the time, while being permissively vegetarian when it was convenient. It seemed like a reasonable enough approach for a while, but as I got to know Nyla, this no longer made any sense. Here I was, best friends with an individual who had been bred for profit and was liberated by love, and still I contributed to a system that cruelly exploits other animals. When I thought about the violence of impregnating cows and taking away their babies, I cringed at how something similar could have happened to Nyla if she had been forced to breed before being adopted. Considering the confinement and machinery forced on dairy cows, I envisioned Nyla spending more years in a crate on the track rather than in our home. Previously, the facts about the cruelty of the dairy and egg industry fueled me to be 80% vegan. 
Now that I had witnessed the transformation of a rigid and scared creature into the sweet, bossy goofball who owns a major piece of my heart, I knew I had to own up to that remaining 20%. Knowing Nyla, really knowing her as an individual who formerly was a number in someone's ledger, helped me realize that every animal is an individual. How could I love a greyhound, but force a cow to live a life of exploitation? I was finally enlightened enough to stop eating dairy and eggs once and for all. Having made this choice, I now feel a freedom that I never knew before. I never needed eggs or cheese. I simply need the peace of knowing what's on my plate didn't come from an animal suffering. You just listened to How My Animal Companion Helped Me Become Vegan by Lauren Olikowski at MainStreetVegan.com. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. I love this story. It's so heartwarming. It is really hard to see so many animal lovers who pay to have animals abused and killed for them for food they eat multiple times a day. It's especially interesting to think about people who work in animal rescue who pay for animal abuse. I know there are so, so, so many reasons, starting from birth, in fact, and a good episode to check out is number 76, Infant Indoctrination. I'll link that in the show notes. But it is so amazing when you make that connection. And there are so many benefits to living a healthy vegan lifestyle for the animals, of course, the innocent defenseless animals. But there are personal benefits also for your health, for the environment, of course, but also for your mental health and your peace of mind. I do outreach with Anonymous for the Voiceless, and we show standard industry practice footage of animal agriculture industries mostly, farming and slaughterhouse footage and whatnot, from humanely raised, organic, the best of the best. And people are shocked because it's well-hidden information for good reason. But we have great conversations and we talk about how it is a personal choice, you know, three times a day for most people, whether they're going to choose to have somebody do this to animals on their behalf or not. And one thing we ask is, do they know what the number one benefit is of being vegan? And the answer is, well, for the animals, of course, they're not being abused for you. But for you, you are living in line with your values. Because previously in the conversation, we've asked if they're against animal abuse. And yes, of course they are. So essentially, they're no longer a hypocrite because they are not paying to abuse animals when they're against animal abuse. It is such a good feeling. And I, like almost every other vegan you speak to, just wish I had made the change sooner. So please share this episode with anyone who might benefit and thanks for listening.